Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for Strange Things with Joshua P. Warren. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are thoughts and opinions only and do not necessarily reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks or their sponsors and associates. You are encouraged to do the proper amount of research yourself depending on the subject matter and your needs. Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the program, What is Sin? Plus, the Bible Code, and yes, that infamous number, 666. What is the truth about these topics? Now, let me say right off the bat, look, these are tricky and uncomfortable and complicated subjects, which is why I am tackling it. Okay, not because it's easy, because it's hard. And I know that I can never really properly tackle this subject because it's it's too vast and complex and meaningful and even controversial to so many people. So let me ask you right up front here to just forgive me as I fumble through this. I'm just thinking out loud here. I am speaking off the top of my head. I have no particular expertise in this stuff. I'm not some kind of religious scholar. So, you know, please just bear with me. And let me try to speculate with you as we look at this stuff and try to determine what the truth may or may not be. And 
I also want to point out that in some of my recent podcasts, I've talked about things that some people have felt might be kind of a downer. I talked about me reproducing the Masaru Emoto water crystal experiment and not getting much of a result. And then I talked about how that this big grand announcement about fusion energy producing more output than was input, uh, I explained, well, that isn't exactly correct, that <laughs> it took a lot more energy to to put that whole system in place. And then I talked about, of course, Ralph Lell's Brown Mountain Alien Mummy, and I said, oh, it turns out that's just a, a fake, a gaff, a phony. <laughs> and um, I know that the great Mark Twain said, uh, never let the truth stand in the way of a good story. <laughs> but you know what? We we live in a world where people have taken imagination a little too far in some cases and are deluding themselves. And therefore, um, we have to to look at all things with a sense of moderation. And I hope that's one of the things that you respect about this show, that I'm not always sitting here just trying to sensationalize everything and look for the most fantastic explanation. Uh, I'm also trying to look at a, a reasonable, uh, uh, logical approach to trying to get to the bottom of some of these mysteries that can become a confusing hall of mirrors out there. You know, uh, I'm going to talk about a variety of religions in this podcast, not just religions based on the Bible, but, you know, obviously that'll be the most prominent one because I live here in the United States of America. And there are plenty of people who question every day how much of the Bible is fact versus fiction, because it has been interpreted so many different ways and published in so many different editions. I mean, these are good questions. You know, Dale Allen Hoffman brought up these sort of inconsistencies. But as I was doing research for this uh, particular podcast, I was kind of surprised because when you start looking at uh, the the latest opinion here on something like the existence of Jesus, uh, I remember, you know, for a large part of my life, there were always people who were like, look, there's no way that we will know for sure that, that Jesus even existed. Jesus could have been some type of uh, uh, of a representative character uh, based on other earlier traditions from Egypt, etc. I mean, you hear these things, right? But I read this article and I read a number of these, but here's a, a, a good example. It's just the Wikipedia article on the historicity of Jesus. Do you know what historicity is? That means the historical authenticity. So this is something that is supposed to look at this from a rational, practically an atheistic point of view. And this says what so many others say uh, with a lot of footnotes. It says virtually all scholars of antiquity accept that Jesus was a historical figure. Okay, that's the latest. Did you know that? Virtually all scholars of antiquity now accept that Jesus was a historical figure and dismiss denials of his existence as a fringe theory. While many details like his alleged miracles are still subject to debate, of course, but nobody is doubting that he existed. In fact, one expert pointed out that even back in the days like right after Jesus, you know, practically right after he was killed, when Christians were being terribly persecuted and, and executed, uh, even then, 
people who were critics of Christianity who were writing about that and talking about all the reasons they didn't believe in it. Even they never brought up the, well, oh, by the way, Jesus wasn't real. You know, they, even they never talked about that as a possibility. That never occurred to them. Um, and if you look at all these scholars, they've come to the conclusion that we know, uh, let's see. I think it's like eight, as they call it, uh, literally indisputable facts about Jesus's biography. Here are those facts that all the scholars are agreeing upon. One, Jesus was a Galilean preacher. Two, his activities took place in Galilee and Judea. Three, he was baptized by John the Baptist. Four, he called disciples. Five, he had a controversy at the temple. Six, Jesus was crucified by the Romans near Jerusalem. And seven, after his death, his disciples continued. And then eight, some of his disciples were persecuted. So that's what is agreed upon by scholars. So, you know, from there, again, you can, you can argue whether or not, um, you know, he, he did the things that are attributed to him, but that's interesting. It shows you how some of that changes. And, and, you know, right now, um, as we learn more and our technology advances and we become better informed beings, thanks to computers and such, um, some things, especially some of the weirder, more mysterious things that were written in the Bible that used to seem only metaphorical are now becoming scientifically relevant. You're starting to look at them differently. For example, in the first murder in the Bible, when Cain kills his brother Abel, has this scene where, you know, Cain is, he's ashamed. He knows he's done something wrong. And uh, so God pops up and says, hey, uh, where's your brother? And, uh, and, and God says, um, yeah, God says, what have you done? Your brother's blood is crying out to me from the ground. Okay. That's Genesis 4:10. What a weird thing for God to supposedly say, what have you done? I hear your brother's blood crying out to me from the ground. Now you think to yourself, well, you've seen blood before. It doesn't cry out from the ground. It doesn't literally make any noise. You can't take that literally. But now we have DNA. And, you know, that was written thousands of years ago. Now we have this thing called DNA, which is literally like the blood is speaking for the victim. You know, that's that's the thing. It's like you go to a crime scene. What are you looking for? You mainly want to get some DNA here because it's going to tell you who is there. And uh, every little bit of you is reproduced in your DNA. It's It's astonishing. Maybe that is uh, an explanation that would have never occurred to people if we didn't know about that. Or also like uh, this other part in the uh, King, uh, the New King James Version, it says something to the effect, uh, Luke 817, uh, he's talking about the future, uh, for nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known and come to light. Um, now, you could think to yourself in the old days, if you commit a murder or whatever and get away with it, well, who cares? It's like it never happened, right? But now look, not only do we have DNA, but we have cameras all over the place. 
And cameras are now making it less and less likely for you to do something that will not be revealed. Politicians are finding that out the hard way. And you know, as technology advances, we're just going to have more and more cameras everywhere. And so, uh, and not that, not to mention the possibility of time cameras that somebody in the future has invented a camera that can look back and see the past. And we are all currently being observed right now by people in the future. I mean, like <laughs> we can really go down that rabbit hole. But anyway, look, when we come back from this break, now that I've made my point, let's get into this topic. All right. What supposedly is sin? Not just in the Bible, but within the context of other religions. Let's look at what everybody is sort of saying a sin is and see if we can find a common denominator and figure out what that is. And then we're going to take it a step further and we're going to see how much literal programming might be in the Bible. And is there anything to some of the numeric codes like 666? And by the way, I know that you need to see things to believe them. And if you're somebody who would like to have a little glimpse into the spirit realm, the energy realm all around us. I want you to make a, a pair of my aura visor goggles. They're actually, it's, they're not goggles. It's eyewear. A kindergartner could make these. It's so simple. You only need three or four items. If you want to know how to do that for free, go to joshuapwarren.com. And on the homepage, sign up for my free e-newsletter. It takes you two seconds. Put your email address in there. Hit the submit button. You will receive an automated email from me instantly that has links to all kinds of free online gifts, including instructions on how you can make your own aura glasses, if you want to call them that, aura visor. And you put these things on and it will start to train your eyes very quickly to begin seeing what may be parts of the spiritual realm all around you and the aura around other people, your pets, your plants, all that if you sign up for the e-newsletter right now at joshuapwarren.com. I am Joshua P. Warren and you are listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back keep it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network the Wizard of Weird will be right back this show is sponsored by BetterHelp people don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down you may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Look no further than ParanormalDate.com, the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try ParanormalDate.com forward slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. ParanormalDate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at paranormaldate.com forward slash seniors. Enjoy your search. Have some fun at paranormaldate.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And now back to Joshua P. Warren and Strange Things. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. What is sin? Well, if we go to the Wikipedia page, it says... In a religious context, sin is a transgression against divine law. 
Okay, and so divine law is law that God or some godlike force hands down. And somebody has to get that message and turn around and tell you about it. And it says each culture has its own interpretation of what it means to commit a sin. Okay, so that means a sin is whatever somebody tells you it is. Well, we solved that mystery. Thanks for tuning in uh, on our next show. No, just kidding. Just kidding. I, I think I think we can dig a little deeper. Let's let's see. It says, while, while sins are generally considered actions, any thought, word or act considered immoral, selfish, shameful, harmful or alienating might be termed sinful. OK, so right off the bat, you see here that we are going to have to to look at this through the lens of many different kinds of cultures and perspectives to see what we can find in common here. All right, so let's it's here's a list of just different religions, uh philosophies, whatever you want to call them. One of them is Baha'i. I don't have time to explain what each one of these religions is about. You can look that up, but it says Baha'i um considers humans to be naturally good fundamentally spiritual beings human beings were created because of god's immeasurable love for us however the baha'i teachings compare the human heart to a mirror which if turned away from the light of the sun that is god is incapable of receiving god's love it is only by turning unto god that spiritual advancement can be made in this sense, sinning is to follow the inclinations of one's own lower nature to turn the mirror of one's heart away from God. Okay. So, um, the lower nature in humans is symbolized as Satan, the evil ego within us, not an evil personality outside. Okay. So that's what they believe. And by the way, I don't know if I'm saying Baha'i properly, but you probably know what I'm talking about. Like I say, I'm just a dude with a microphone. All right. I'm not a scholar. Next, we go on to Buddhism. Uh, there are a few differing Buddhist views on sin. American Zen author Brad Warner states that in Buddhism, there is no concept of sin at all. The Buddha Dharma Education Association also says, quote, the idea of sin or original sin has no place in Buddhism, end quote. And that sounds nice, doesn't it? Uh, it goes on to say here in Buddhist thinking, the whole universe, men as well as gods, are subject to a reign of law. Every action, good or bad, has an inevitable and automatic effect in a long chain of causes, an effect that is independent of the will of any deity. Even though this may leave no room for the concept of sin in the sense of an act of defiance against the authority of a personal god, Buddhists speak of sin when referring to transgressions against the universal moral code. Okay, so, whoops, uh, looks like there is uh, uh, some sin in here somewhere. In fact, it goes on to say, as a matter of fact, there is this part of Buddhism that has five sins. So, you see, there's always uh, variety, even within a certain faith or, or philosophy. Uh, one of them is uh, killing your mother. The other one is killing your father. Uh, one of them is injuring a Buddha, which is, you know, an enlightened person. One of them is killing, uh, 
they call, I guess they call it an arhat uh, art. It's, it's it's one it's one of the uh, spiritual leaders, or uh, creating a schism, a problem in their society. So they had you know so even there are some things there that are considered sins. But all right, Christianity, of course, Christianity. That's that's the the major leagues of sin right here. You know now we're getting to uh, to the big stuff, and Christianity. You know, what's interesting is Christianity often uh, relies on this concept of original sin. And here's what that means. Um, best I can tell here. Original sin is the, the belief that humans were automatically born into uh, a sinful state of mind. And that, uh, for example, it says, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, death came to all people because all sinned. Uh, and this is best uh, represented by the story of the Garden of Eden. Uh, Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin, my mother conceived me. So what they're doing is they're talking about the fact that we were born as sinners and which is why that, uh, you know, Adam and Eve gave in to temptation. And since you were born a sinner, well, you know, it's, it's a pessimistic point of view. You were born a sinner. So what you're doing is spending this whole life trying to learn how to not sin. So you're kind of screwed from the moment you entered this world from a Christian point of view. Um, you're always fighting against your nature. Your nature is to sin and to be like an animal. I guess that's how you can, uh, can t- define it without me giving you some kind of sermon here with all these biblical quotes and everything. But then of course you have specific things which are, uh, which are considered sins. And, you know, the, the Bible is interesting because there are a number of, of religions and, and faiths and philosophies that all rely on the Bible, but they view it differently. You know, obviously the, the two big ones are, are Judaism and then, you know, Christianity, but you have a lot of sects within Judaism that, you know, that disagree and a lot of sects within Christianity that disagree. And then you have other religions that rely on the Bible that don't view it the same way. But anyway, uh, the most, Famous examples, of course, would be like the Ten Commandments. And I'm not going to read all of them to you, but, you know, it says thou shalt not kill. Well, again, that can't be taken literally because you have to kill something in order to survive. You have to kill a plant or an animal in order to eat something. I mean, so like, again, it's like you have to interpret this stuff. And then it's like thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not uh, covet thy neighbor's uh house or, or wife or, or anything, you know, that he has and, you know, remember the Sabbath, keep it holy. You know, those are things, uh, a lot of it has to do with just like minding your own business though, and not being jealous of what your neighbor's got and not wanting what, what your neighbor has, which is a very practical way of looking at life. If you don't want to cause problems with your neighbor, but did you know, uh, and this was kind of a, a surprise to me, that uh when it gets down into um to Judaism it says Judaism uh regards 613 commandments as a sin now you're really screwed if that 600 did you know that sure enough i have a list right here 613 commandments 
so some of them are just like, uh, you know, fear God. And then, it's, you know, and then it's stuff like uh, show love towards converts. Do not hate fellow Jews. Do not embarrass others. Do not oppress the weak. Do not take revenge. Do not bear a grudge. Do not curse God. Do not worship idols. Uh, do not make an idol for yourself. Uh, I mean, and you know, it's just like, it's interesting. Do not inquire of spirits. Do not consult magicians or seers. Um, do not plant a tree in the temple courtyard. And I mean, like 600 of 613, like I guarantee you, you've, you violated one of these. Um, that's interesting, isn't it? You should go read the 613 things that they say you're not supposed to do. Uh, and then, of course, we have in Islam, sin as an important concept in Islamic uh, ethics. Muslims see sin as anything that goes against the commands of God, Allah, uh, a breach of the laws and norms laid down by religion. Islam teaches that sin is an act and not a state of being. Uh, that it is believed that God weighs an individual's good deeds against his or her sins on the day of judgment and punishes those individuals whose evil deeds outweigh their good deeds. So it sounds like it's a little different than the Christian, the Christian perspective of original sin. Uh, and then, uh, but listen to this Shinto. Um, let's see the Shinto concept of sin inexorably linked to concepts of purity and pollution. Shinto does not have a concept of original sin, instead believing that all human beings are born pure. Sin, also called sumi, is anything that makes people impure, anything that separates them from the kami. However, Shinto does not believe this impurity is the result of human actions, but rather the result of evil spirits or other external factors. Isn't that interesting? Sin can have a variety of consequences in Japan, including disaster and disease. And because of this, purification rituals are viewed as important, not just to the spiritual and physical health of the individual, but to the well-being of the nation. Wow, this is this is fascinating, isn't it? All right, when we come back, I'm going to I'm going to look at all this stuff and I'm going to find what I think is the common denominator to help us figure out like, okay, let's simplify this. What is sin? But then we're going to go back to this most influential book, the Bible. Some people say that there's a code in there that really spells things out for you. Is that true? I'm Joshua P. Warren, and you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'll be back after these important messages. Hang on, Josh will be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. We're happy to let you know that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows all for free. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Welcome back to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. You know, having read all this stuff and studied it best I can, I'm looking at, you know, what is the common denominator here that maybe because every everyone is, is different and they all have their own specific detailed rules. But I kind of think that maybe Baha'i and I, I looked it up. I am pronouncing it correctly. I believe Baha'i. I think that Baha'i probably does the best job of reducing it right down when it says the lower nature in humans is symbolized as Satan, the evil ego within us, not an evil personality outside. And I say that because that, um, 
How often have you seen some demon running around with a forked tail and uh, and horns and all that? Probably not very often. But how often have you seen people do evil things? It's un- unfortunate that uh, that you know they're on the news every day. And maybe what we can do here to sort of just reduce this down to what all these things have in common is that ultimately evil, let me put it this way, sin, sin is absolute selfishness. And where does that come from? Selfishness comes from ego and narcissism and lack of humility and arrogance. And so whether or not you believe in a higher power, whether you're an atheist or uh, a believer in God or you're an agnostic, if you are arrogant um, and you are egotistical and you are selfish, then you, I believe, are what we can say is the type of person who is given to sin, which leads in many cases to evil acts. I don't think it always does because again, it depends on what you define as, as a sin. And that varies a little bit from culture to culture. But I think if you give into that ultimate selfishness though, eventually it's going to lead you to acts that you will regret. So what is sin? Sin is utter selfishness. In my opinion, I think that's what they all have in common here. And so how do you combat that? Well, look at what all or many of these different religions and philosophies say. It's the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's the biblical concept spoken by Jesus in Luke and in Matthew. Um, here's another version of it. So in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you, for this sums up the law and the prophets, end quote. That's Matthew seven twelve. And then when you start looking at some of the, the Hindu stuff and things that were related to, you know, Buddhism or that part of the world, well, karma plays a role. Karma in the Sanskrit. And karma is the same thing. It's the idea that if, if you're selfish, well, there's, you're throwing off the balance. It can't be all about you. Okay. Uh, you have to give and be open and humble and understanding of others. That's karma. But if you're just a strict materialistic, rationalistic scientist and you don't even believe in spiritual stuff, all you believe is what you can measure and put under a microscope. Well, now we have Newton's third law for you in physics. For every action, there's an opposite but equal reaction. You see, that's the common thread behind all these things. Sin is selfishness. And selfishness comes from narcissistic, arrogant ego and lack of humility. So if you do your best to open your mind and not be selfish, which is animalistic, if you open your mind to try to be, uh, to, to not be selfish, and then you also are uh, always considering doing to others as you would have them do unto you, I think that no matter what religion or philosophy you, you find solace in, you're going to be okay. 
I think that's what we can learn from studying all these different things. So now, like I say, there are people, however, who say, hey, dude, you're talking about the Bible. And yeah, you, you've you've got some lessons. Good job. Good job, Mr. Smarty Pants. You figured out the duh here. It's the golden rule. But you don't realize there is an actual code. There is coded information that was put into the Bible like a big puzzle. It's like a big computer program. The Bible code. And it will tell you literally what's going on here and even predict the future. I've heard about this for decades. I even read the book, The Bible Code, when it first came out a long time ago. When was that? Uh, looks like 1997. All right. So here's what it says. If you look up the Bible Code, the Bible Code, also known as the Torah Code, is a purported set of encoded words within the Hebrew text of the Torah that, according to proponents, has predicted significant historical events. The statistical likelihood of the Bible code arising by chance has been thoroughly researched, and it is now widely considered to be statistically insignificant, as similar phenomena can be observed in any sufficiently lengthy text. Although Bible codes have been postulated and studied for centuries, the subject has been popularized in recent times by the Bible code and the movie The Omega Code, Okay, so what they're saying right off the bat is like, look, you can take any long book and you can start finding patterns in it that you start pushing into uh, explanation. So but how do they do this? Okay, uh, they use what is called the equidistant letter sequence method. Now, if this doesn't make total sense to you, don't worry. Uh, the primary method, which purportedly, excuse me, by which purportedly meaningful messages have been extracted is the equidistant letter sequence. So letters are selected based on a starting point and counting every nth letter based on a given skip number in a certain direction. So for example, taking every fourth letter in a phrase. It's almost like doing a crossword kind of thing where you, you just start with the letter and you just start skipping around until you find uh, other letters that form a word. Okay. And so the problem is like you might go in there and find the word tower, T-O-W-E-R, and be like, ah, oh, the twin towers were just, uh, you know, attacked. And then you go back and then you try to, to fit that into in retrospect, some kind of a prediction. Whereas, again, they're saying that this can be done with with any text. I love the the idea of this, but here here's the problem. Here's the reality. Okay, we're talking about real stuff here in this podcast. The reality is, what version of the text has got the code in it? Okay, these religious texts were written by human beings, and they were interpreted and retranslated and republished and edited and all this stuff so many times over, even if you went back and got the original version of it, that's still a version that a human wrote and humans are fallible. It's not like God handed this to you. So I don't think there's any way that you can take something that a fallible human hand writes and say, this is the uh, a code here that we can go into and definitively interpret as a message from from the lord it's like really just god's trying to make it that hard 
God's trying to make us solve puzzles and stuff. I mean, do you, if God helped to encode something in writing to that degree, do you, then you would need an absolute original copy from the original source. And if that does exist, you don't have any way of, of separating it from other versions. There are so many versions, so many edits that you can cobble together. I don't think God was giving us an Agatha Christie novel to solve here. Why would God believe it or not? Life is actually not that complicated. I think God was just trying to give us lessons to ultimately express the golden rule. And this Bible code thing is most likely another example of what we call paradoia. All right. So paradoia, it is the tendency for a human perception to impose a a meaningful interpretation on random nebulous stimuli. Okay. So again, this is the this is the tendency that you have to make sense out of chaos. I show you a bunch of random stuff and you look at it and your brain tries to make sense out of it and turn it into something familiar. And this is a big, big enemy of research, especially when it comes to paranormal stuff, because people start trying too hard and they open their brain. They, they open their their they open their mind. So so much their brain falls out. So this is like looking at the moon and seeing the man in the moon and being like, that's a big dude up there because you can clearly see the face. We do this all the time. We are designed to look for meaning. Magicians, and I'm talking about like stage magicians here in Las Vegas, they take advantage of this by trying to uh, to fool you because they know what you're expecting to see. And so they turn the tables on you and that's they use that weakness to trick you. And I just think that uh, if there is a message of some kind that is encoded in one of these old religious texts, then the whole system is so complicated and convoluted that there is no way for you to be able to distinguish that from pareidolia. Even if it's not pareidolia, and I'm totally wrong about that, I don't think you could tell the difference when you can you can use the same technique on other texts and get a similar result but what about 666 ah the infamous does that make the hair stand up on your arms we'll get into it soon i'm joshua p warren you're listening to strange things on the iHeartRadio and coast to coast am paranormal podcast network i will be right back Hang in there. Josh is coming right back on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Every eight minutes, the American Red Cross brings help and hope to people in need. Thanks to the support of everyday heroes like you, the Red Cross is able to respond to disasters big and small, support military families, help ensure that blood is available when needed, and teach life-saving skills like CPR and first aid. Be a hero. Donate today. Visit redcross.org or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, this is Ouija board expert Karen A. Dahlman, and you're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren. 666, the number of the beast, is associated with the beast of Revelation in chapter 13, verse 18 of the book of Revelation. In most manuscripts of the New Testament and in English translations of the Bible, the number of the beast is 666. 
But you know what's interesting is that uh, it says here in ancient sources like the Codex Iframi Rescriptus, huh? It actually is translated into six one six, not six six six. I was like, what is the Codex Iframi Rescriptus? I'm from Western North Carolina, folks. Um, it says here this is, um, it's an old Greek manuscript. Um, let's see on parchment. And anyway, it's got a different, slightly different interpretation of things. And it says 616 instead of 666. But what we all know, what we all know and love is that quote that says in the Bible here, in the end times, quote, and that no man might buy or sell, save he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Wow, what does that mean? You know, we, we live in this, uh, in this age of computers and numbers and what could it mean? Lots of people try to figure that out every single day. Did you ever hear this story that passed around a long time ago that, hey, turns out barcodes, every single barcode out there has got 666 encoded in, in, within it. And that this makes perfect sense that what they're talking about is they're going to, they're going to give us a barcode or some kind of RFID chip or some kind of technology like this. And it's going to have 666 as a reference point, And that's what this is going to mean. Well, you know what? Maybe that's going to happen. Uh, but what I can tell you is that uh, barcodes, as it turns out, uh, don't actually all have 666 in them. Um, I looked up a number of uh, explanations for this, and this is just one of them. Snopes says... Um, the EAN barcode system is used in 80, uh, EAN 13 barcode system is used in 85 countries, making it the most popular product scanning system of its kind in the world. It works by representing numbers as a series of seven vertical lines. Each of the seven lines is either black or white, and the sequence of lines forms a pattern, which is recognized as a particular digit when scanned by a computer. Every product is assigned a unique 13-digit number, 10 digits for the product, a check digit, and a couple of flag characters to indicate the organization assigned the number. Contrary to popular myth, all barcodes do not include the number 666. This belief arose because the number 6 is represented by a pattern similar to that of the guard bars used to mark the beginning, middle, and end of every barcode. Since the guard bars always appear three times in a given barcode, people who mistakenly read them as sixes claim that the pattern 666 was embedded in every barcode. However, if you look closely at the 6 in a barcode, you will see there is a wide white bar either to the left or the right of its pattern which is not the case with the guard bars the only numbers on the barcode which are scanned are those shown in the conventional numerals 
beneath it. So, okay, I don't know if, how much sense that made. This is a podcast. I'm short on time, but I don't believe that that is true. And again, you can look up other sources as well. It's not like that all barcodes have 666 in them. Or is it 616? Again, depending on the source. Okay, so what does this mean? Is is it possible some kind of technology is going to come out that uh, is central to tracking us and allowing us to conduct trade and, and that 666 will be a part of it? It is certainly possible. But for right now, what does it mean? Nobody knows. That is the answer to that question. Nobody knows. And uh, it, it kind of it, it reminds me of all these people who have been predicting over and over throughout history that they know when Jesus is going to return. And they give a date and they give a time and all of their followers get together and they do insane things. And then and then it doesn't happen, at least not from the perspective of the rest of us. And, and, and it says even in the Bible and the Thessalonians about that. For you yourselves know perfectly well that the day of the return of the Lord is coming just as a thief comes unexpectedly in the night. No human being is supposed to have that knowledge. And I don't think, I mean, if you're going to rely on the same source to, to get the idea that God's coming back and then that source tells you, and by the way, you're not going to be able to know, why would you believe part of it and not the other part? Why just say like, oh, it says he's coming back and I get to know when that's going to be, despite the fact that it also says that uh, you're not going to be able to know. People, they they are very selective. I don't know what 666 means or 616 means, and I've studied and I've done a lot more research than I have time to present on this podcast, and what I can tell you is that I don't believe that anybody knows. So here's the lesson of this podcast. Follow the golden rule, and you really don't need to worry about anything else. How simple is that? But here is something to think about. Now, honestly, just just think about it. The Spanish conquistador Francisco Pizarro was stabbed to death in Peru in 1541. And as he was on the ground bleeding out, the last thing he did was use his finger to draw a cross on the ground in his own blood as his consciousness was slipping away. And he said, Jesus, that's what gave him that last feeling of protection. That was his last impulse. What would be your very last act in the final seconds of your life as it slips away? That may help you gain some perspective on what is important in your life right now, today. And it may sound depressing to hear me put it that way, but actually, it can give you great joy once you understand where your priority should lie because things become fun when you understand what to value. It's kind of a breakthrough in your life. And that understanding, once you pursue it, will f start flooding your life with rewards. And 
you might ultimately loosen up and become a nicer, humbler, more grateful person. In fact, you know how when just about anybody says, oh, I, I'm hoping for good luck. I want good fortune here. I'm crossing my fingers. You know where that comes from? Most experts say that that comes from the whole idea of Christianity, that you're forming a cross with your fingers. Even, whether you're religious or not, you're forming a cross with your fingers because you're associating that subconsciously with the idea of manifesting a miracle. Now, there are some other scholars who say, well, wait, wait, we have examples of that kind of thing even before Christianity back in the pagan world. Fine. There are a lot of connections between the pre-Christian world and the Christian world, but there's something significant about this concept, isn't there, of, of, of the cross, crossing your fingers and, and something simple about that that uh, may symbolize some peace. But I have done the best I can do to explore this topic with you. And, uh, hey, whether you, whether or not you agree with some of my opinions, maybe at least I will have uh, inspired you to go do some of your own research. And that is all I can hope for when I do a free podcast like this. Here endeth the lesson. I have some very interesting audio of EVP that I plan to play for you. I don't have time to do it on this show, so I think I'm going to play it for you on my next show. I don't play EVP very often, but uh, I'm going to play this for you and see what you think about it. But now it is time for us all to relax. If you can, close your eyes, take a deep breath, and be exposed to the good fortune tone. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. 
BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.